people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman and it is your boy trev and we are still without zach this week but he should be joining us again next week should he should we'll find out <laughs> but until then we are your oscar grouches welcome back to the oscar podcast thursday show acting direct where we take a look at the filmographies of oscar winning actors who decided to take their turn behind the camera and what are we watching this week trav this week we are watching the 2020 sports drama film starring and directed by the wonderful howie berry called bruised oh right and is this everybody's first time seeing bruised absolutely i didn't even hear about this when it came out to be honest with you Absolutely. For me, too. Uh, I heard about it because um, the podcast Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood that I listened to mm-hmm. uh, covered it back in February of 2022 because this got a I think it's Toronto International Film Festival re- yeah. uh, screening in 2020. It was officially released on Netflix uh, in late 2021. And then they covered it on the show and. I've been curious to watch it since, and now I've seen it. Well, what was their opinion on the show? Um, that for that them, sparked your curiosity to even want to see this film. Well, I mean, anytime actors direct, I'm curious to see what an actor has to say from behind the camera. You know, which is kind of why I wanted to do this show, because I, I find it interesting when actors have more of an interest than just being the star. Right. <laughs> Um, they want to be director and the star. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, has happened more often than not. And and ultimately, like, so that show breaks down, like, the whole plot. So I, I knew everything that was going to happen in this movie before I watched it. And, you know, it, it's been a while since that episode came out. It's over a year now, so I can't remember everything like that. But I think they were, like, mixed to positive on it for the most part. So that was when whenever something has a very mixed reaction like that, I I immediately get intrigued. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. This is like, oh, well, this isn't like overwhelmingly negative or this isn't overwhelmingly positive. So it's probably at least an interesting film. Right. Which is kind of what I think it is. So you found this film interesting. Well, uh, first, let's talk about before before we get too much into our opinions. Okay, Okay, okay. Uh, we'll talk about Halle Berry as an Oscar winner. She wins her uh, her one and only Academy Award and received her one and only nomination for Monsters Ball in 2001. She Which, was. It's great that oh. she won, obviously. Obviously. I think it kind of goes with the agenda that a lot of women in Hollywood kind of speak out against. Yeah. That we know what she's famous for in that film. You know what I mean? That's, right. So, and, and it's a real shame that, you know, she, she went through all the, uh, the bullshit to have to get that Academy Award, but good for her. 
she's she was until just this year the only woman of color to win in a to win best actress. Right. Um yeah, and that was two thousand one. <laughs> I I was I, over twenty years ago. Yep. I bring it up every chance I get that it's wild to me that in <laughs> 21 it took 21 years to get another woman of color and still not a second black woman has right won. right i was gonna say we're just talking about somebody other than white yeah exactly <laughs> it is a it is the whitest category there is <sighs> um except yeah i can't make that statement and i'd really have to go through through every academy award winner, but we are where we are okay uh this is this did not get an awards push i don't think it won any kind of award anywhere because it was just kind of like you said uh a lot of people just hadn't even heard of it let's see oh oh it's got okay so it has some uh it's not nominated for any oscars it did get nominated for uh i think we'll just go for the four naacp image awards uh it got nominated for most outstanding motion picture all right. So anyway, let's get into what we think about the film. Uh, I'll I'll let you start off and kind of I'll go based off of your thoughts. Okay. Um, mostly this is one of those films that I think there's a lot of interesting things going on here. I think it might be a little overstuffed, but for the most part, I I think Halle Berry's doing interesting things. Behind and in front of the camera. Mm, what do you, what is she doing? Interesting behind the camera. I I think this has a very strong visual language to it. I think she's, I think she shot a lot of things really well, and she's trying different things that you don't normally see in a sports movie. Like when we open up this movie, you get that first person, like her getting beat up in first person. We're yeah. we're watching I mean, we've some. Seen, we've seen that before, though. And I mean, you, I, I'm having trouble thinking of another sports movie that's done it specifically this way. Not like a hardcore Henry or Maniac or anything like that. Yeah, I think the big outside of the script, because this script is absolutely fucking god awful. This script um, is not good. This script sucks. This script, this script is TV movie quality awful. It's god awful. But. I hate the cinematography. It is. There's most of this movie is shot where the face takes up three fourths of the screen. And there's I, a lot of close up. I don't like how much close ups are in this film. Like the thing that I hate the most about the film is it has no original thought whatsoever. No original thought at all. As far as telling a story. <laughs> it's essentially a shitty UFC version of the wrestler and with, mixed in with like enough or something along those lines <laughs> where I don't understand the story, the abuse storyline also combat with like, it's almost too much. You know what I mean? No, that's, that's why I said overstuffed. I think there's way too much like, and then, and then the sun. So now we have three, like, <sighs> I mean, like, so, so you start out with her and she's a successful MMA fighter who 
who has left and gone on hard times. <laughs> who lost one fight? Lost, lost one fight. One fight, and all of a sudden she becomes Rocky before Rocky became a champion. Like I don't understand how right. she lost one fight, and now she she lives in the gutter. <laughs> like, I don't get yeah. it. So, so you have that. And she was a champion, right? No, she wasn't a champion, she but she was champion. like she was like right outside. Like if I was kind she of like, fighting the champion at the beginning. Either that or like she was like that breakaway. Like that fight could have gotten her the the championship. Like right. it was it was something like that. So so you get that. Then 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 she's an alcoholic, right? Then she's got an abusive boy. Like he doesn't hit her, but he's like mentally abusive and he's right. a piece of shit. So and there's three. There's three. And then and then a kid gets dropped on her mm-hmm. and then the mother's piece of shit. The the mother's yeah, the mother sex and then and then like out of nowhere, like an hour and a half into the movie, she's like, Oh yeah, by the way, I was raped by all your boyfriends. What, that, where did that come from? <laughs> that and also now she's all of a sudden gay. We'll throw in the fact that now she's gay all of a sudden. And oh God, it's just way too much stuff after it's a roller coaster of too much shit. It's unfucking it, believable. It is entirely overstuffed. And <laughs> Bro, it it's really like it, it's poor Halle Berry who's who's fallen so far out of like the A-list mainstream that this is the kind of film that she has to do to try to get recognition now. I don't necessarily believe that to be true because this same year she just did hold on the year before she just did john wick three yeah but i mean you you think that she's she's not a very big role in john wick three she's she's like a stunt casting for that mm-hmm. which let's be fair like all of, all of the 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 cast of john wick is all stunt casting <laughs> well in all fairness though in all fairness if you look at her filmography she just keeps choosing poor, poor films to be and, a part of. And, and, and it's a, it's an interesting question because like it really did become like there, there's thought to be kind of a, there at least used to be thought to be kind of a curse on the best actress Oscar, because mm-hmm. a lot of the actresses who received that Oscar would like immediately fall off. Right. And that's weird. That's a really weird thing to happen that it's like, oh, by the way, you were like the best. We're claiming that you were the best in Hollywood of this year, and now you just now you just can't get work. Well, because then you know, and obviously we're going back twenty years, but she wins the Oscar. Die Another Day comes out. X Men Two, Gothica. I like Gothica, like for the time. Yeah, Catwoman obviously is. We know what that is. <laughs> and she wins the Razzie for Catwoman. Right. Oh, you know. Right. I don't necessarily disagree wholeheartedly with him on that, but Perfect Stranger is a bad movie. A very bad movie. I don't even know what things we lost in the fire. Cloud, I love Cloud Atlas, but yeah, it's Cloud Atlas an, is great. It's such an ensemble of actors and actresses. It's like but, she's lost in the shuffle of that one, you know? Cause she's lost in the shuffle, and that movie bombs. Like right. Tom Tom Hanks is essentially like the only person who walks away from that movie unscathed because he's Tom Hanks. The call was very bad. Very the bad. The call is not great. And it's kidnaps like, not good neither. Like and, and and here we are, like the call, and not to not to disparage WWE studios. Right, right. But, but like 
when you're an when you're an Oscar winning actress and you're a WWE studio, you man. have you have to resort to being a movie produced by WWE that isn't like you know them co-signing some some huge Oscar play. Like it it, it kind of tells you how far she's fallen in that decade. Yeah, and you're also looking too. We're talking about one movie a year. Yeah, and like you you go look at. Meryl Streep, she's not having any trouble getting any work. Like yeah. it, it really is a shame. But I don't know. I I like a lot of the way this movie shot. I think it actually has a lot of strong visual language. But yeah, a lot of close up is not great. Uh, <laughs> also, too, we forgot the other storyline of I brought you in to be a potato for this one chick. And oh now, yeah, yeah. You no, know, I'm stacked against the gym that I'm training at, but the other trainer believes in me who then just doesn't show up for the fight, goes on some weird alcoholic bender and shows up with her arm broken. And who knows how that happened. So <laughs> again, overstuffed, over dramatized. The acting is very subpar from everybody in my, like Halle Berry sounds believable, but there's no emotional connection at all in this film so they're having these moments with her and her son who also the son doesn't talk because he's so traumatized because by, because he saw his father murdered in front of him right <laughs> that they kind of touch on but not really like it's a mention yeah uh, uh, yeah i oh and this movie's insanely too long yes because it's like 220 it's ridiculous and it should only be an hour and a half at most because 145 tops bro i was like <laughs> come on it was it was rough to get through this movie it was yeah and and i feel like a lot of that could come by like pick a fucking lane like i (laughs) i i understand like a lot of this a lot of this like torrential heartache can happen to one person and especially like when abuse the, the kind of abuse that she she brings up later on can lead to a lot of these problems like you know the the alcoholism and being with abusive boyfriends, but like, we don't need the kid on top of that. We don't need her mom on top of that. Like, like if you're going to do the abuse, pick the abuse. If you're going to do the, the, the abandoned child story, like do that, like, and, and make sure any other trauma that comes from this really like ties into the central theme of whatever one you go with, because everything just feels like, like it's a fucking gumbo of trauma. And like, yeah, they just keep throwing ingredients into it. A gumbo of trauma. <laughs> um, you know what's crazy though is um the trainer that you know the I don't the, that she ends up falling in love with. I don't even Bobby. Bobby. Bo- yeah, Budokan. Yeah. Um, Sheila team who who you know I am a fan of. Oh, dude, she's so great. She's so great in the Woman King. Woman King's so good. She's in Doctor Strange. She's in Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. She's in the Woman King all in 2022. After this horrific movie. So, and again, I don't think she even has a strong performance in this movie. Like, I don't. Yeah. Not that she sucks or anything, but. I I think it's honestly just the script lets everyone down because, because nobody could sound believable saying most of the lines in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Not at all. Just not happening. I, I think. I think a lot of the actors elevate it to the point that they can, but for the most part, you so much of this is just 
middling to bad. Yeah, I'm trying to see. The screenwriter is Michelle Ross and Farb, but the only other movies I really see is Life in Motion. I've never even heard of that. And I don't. And then I don't want Georgia. Georgia. And I don't want to talk bad about a Jewish woman, but she should have done much better. I mean, she's not a good screenwriter. She's not a good screenwriter. Is what it is. I mean, this one's the only one that even has a rating on IMDb. So Oof. the other movies don't even have a rating. So. Oof. And again, it just seems like an inexperienced writer, an inexperienced director in Halle Berry, even though she's been in the business a long time, first movie, inexperienced cinematographer, because this dude just does, I don't know, he doesn't even have a Wikipedia link, so when I look him up, and I see <laughs> he does episodes for television shows and <laughs> movies you've never heard of, so... That's just kind of the level, and this isn't to talk bad about anybody. It's just this is the level of talent that is surrounding this film, and it shows in the film. It's just not a good film. Yeah, and and it was only eleven million dollars. So, yeah, they're they're not they're not shelling out money for any anything top shelf. And they also they shot this movie for eleven million dollars, and Netflix paid twenty million for it. And I just don't even understand how it's worth the twenty million. Yeah, like, I mean, they. I feel like Netflix got robbed in this deal because this film. There's no way if if this goes to theaters, I don't and, even think it makes the eleven million dollar budget back. To be honest with you, uh, maybe it will off of Halle Berry alone. Like you, you put her po- her name enough. Like the, her name's on this poster twice. It doesn't even look like Halle Berry though. So no, and I, and I think know, that's why her name's so big on the poster. Yeah, and you know, and that's that's also like a good thing for her because you know that it immediately like intrigued you. Like if we hadn't just watched this movie and I showed you just this poster that is on that on uh, Wikipedia, you'd be like, "Oh, that, that's Halle Berry's name, really big on the top and right right under the title." And that doesn't look like Halle Berry. What's going on here? I I, I might have to see this. No, not at all. Um, and I'm sure I don't know if you saw the controversy about this film. No. But I saw there was controversy. Yeah. The, uh, so, uh, I, you know who Kat Sagano is? She used to be in UFC. No, I, I don't watch any. Okay. Anime. Well, she was a prominent name, like kind of. She had a uh, kind of a um, beef going with like Misha Tate. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much she she got beat up by Amanda Nunes. And um, that was kind of the end of her career. And mm. uh I think she might have beat Rhonda after Rhonda already lost that first time to Holly, whatever her last name was. Okay. So that's pretty much her claim to fame or whatever, but she had a falling out with the UFC. UFC got rid of her. As soon as UFC got rid of her, um, they got rid of her, this movie. So she sued Halle. Apparently there's a lawsuit going on between her and Halle Berry right now where she feels fucked over by the whole situation Mm. so kind of after reading all this stuff kind of seems like there's some shadiness that went on between Halle Berry maybe giving her empty promises and then what is that word reneging on it or yeah yeah I don't know it's really a he said she said kind of battle going on but just more to the (laughs) to this bad movie that you have all this other other stuff and with it too and clearly 
this is not going to get any love from the UFC or so like the fighting community isn't like embracing the movie and, and right. like when Creed comes out you got HBO Sports involved in it and all these things and nobody in the mix, mixed martial arts world gives a shit about this film <laughs> anything so so apparently Nick Cassavetes director of John Q in the notebook was originally going to direct this and Blake Lively was going to play the main character. That sounds even worse than this film. No disrespect to Blake Lively, but I just can't imagine how this may, that makes the film better. I don't know how it makes it. I mean, Nick Cassavetti is a good director. So that, well, I that meant it, more so for the lead. I mean, Blake Lively's not bad. Uh, like she goes on and does the, the rhythm section, I think in the same year. And it kind of like, I'm not going to say has the same like themes to it, but she's still got like the same, like, trauma ridden character and right. she's fine she's fine in that i love blake lively i yeah. just can't imagine her as a beat down ufc fighter that and she probably read this script and was like i'm not fucking doing this <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably why the director backed out he's like nah we're good on that you you know i directed the notebook right yeah <laughs> yeah oh overall it's one of those things just like you know if she had better material, I'd like to see what Halle Berry could do in more of a budget. Mm -hmm. Like give her, give her a better script and like maybe like 15 more million. And, and let's, let's see what Halle Berry can really do. Cause I think there's promise here. I, I just think the script really, really lets everyone down. Yeah. The, the script's atrocious. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but Again, throw out the cinematographer and bring in somebody that knows how to film a, a sports movie of in some capacity, a fight movie of some sort or something, because it just won't work for me. I, I, I like the way the last fight looked. That's probably that's probably the most interesting it gets. I, yeah, let's 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 work with more medium shots too. Oh, I, well, I really don't have anything else to say because the movie's just so god-awful boring. <laughs> I don't have anything. Yeah. All right. Well, then uh, let's move on to our worsty judgment. Crap. Uh, where's this? I, I, I dare to say, where's this sitting in your Halle Berry rankings, but uh, also where's it sitting in your overall rankings? Well, how would Barry rankings this? I mean, it's dead last regardless. I can't imagine her doing something worse than this, but this is down there with this down at the bottom. This is bottom three for sure. Um, it's just not good in this. Like you said, maybe there's promise in it, but it's so far removed from being even remotely ready to turn into something that I just can't fathom what they could have done with this film. So I gave it a one and a half star and it might've deserved a one, but I'm going to give it one and a half. <laughs> How you feeling on it? I was thinking I was going to go like two and a half. I, I think there's too much here that could work and the ideas are big, but they don't do anything meaningful with them. So, uh, it's going to sit in the middle of my Halle Berry rankings, like right dead in the middle. Right dead. 
Um, speak, speak, uh, do you remember the Chips Ahoy? Remember when Chips Ahoy came out with their own Oreo? No. No, Chips Ahoy came out with their own like Oreos. It was Chips Ahoy with cream in the middle. And the delicious. commercial was two cookies got on the bus and there was a cream and the bus gets in an accident and they smashed together and they had this song that was like squeezed in the middle smack dab oh, in the middle i remember that song yeah and it's a fire ass song and i always just just from what whatever it is that you said just now <laughs> reminded me of that song awesome all right. Well, uh, we're going to call it there while we're squeezed in the middle, smack dab mm-hmm. in the middle. Uh, Trav, let people know where they can find you on the media's social. Of course, you can find me on the Instagrams at ZK Audio, where I'm also on the Twitter and the TikToks at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-C-K, where I'm also on Letterbox, ranking and rating my daily movie watches. And of course... I'm still on my Studio Ghibli kick. And I'm telling you, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Yonbayashi. Mm-hmm. Hiro, Hi, Hiro Mayasa Yonbayashi. They lost. They, that, was, that was a big drop for Studio Ghibli when he started up um, Studio Ponko over uh-huh. there. Because everything that he did over there is top tier. And everything he's done over at Studio Ponco is top tier, dude. So, yeah, huge loss for them. Yeah, I watched uh, Secret World of Arietti, which That's such a good movie. Why did they even need to add? Just call it Arietti, just like they did. Like I don't know why they have to change film names when it. Sometimes it does make sense. This doesn't. It's like you're just adding. You know, it would be great. Instead of Arietti, we'll call it the Secret World of Arietti. Uh, and of course, you got to change the main character. No, outside of Arietti, you got to change the boy's name from um, what's his his real name? Show. Uh, they called him Sean or something. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like why? <laughs> why do you need to do that? Uh, and also, I found out, you know, because it's very UK. The the whole score is done by the UK artist. They got they got a UK dub too, and that was mm-hmm. Tom Holland's first feature film. Was oh nice him voicing that character. So that's a cool nice. little tidbit, a little Tom Holland love. We'll pull him off the West End to do that voice. That's right. <laughs> so uh, where do you go find my man Paul? Ah, uh, you find me at Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where Justin Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark related content. You can follow me at Father of the Fear on Twitter and Letterbox, where I'm keeping a running tally of all the films that I watch. And I went and watched Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, yeah. Which I liked. I know you liked it. We got a couple minutes. I just want to say, I don't know what you saw that I didn't see. Because I think if it came, like, if Magic Mike 1 and 2 didn't exist and this came out, I could appreciate this film more. Because I feel like maybe this is the film they wanted to make for Magic Mike. But yeah. they just didn't. They kind of took more of a buddy thing. It's just so far removed from the first two, in my opinion. I just don't think it was the right move. Which I, which is actually what I really liked about this film. And it uh, could, go, and it went either way. It was, it, it went either way on opinions on it. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, uh, I, I like that they're not just trying to make the same movie again, and they did something different. And Selma Hayek is so good in this. 
She's, yeah, which is crazy because, you know, obviously she wasn't even casted. Um, I can't think of her name. And then, the, again, the Will Smith slap caused her to lose that job. I don't know <laughs> the specifics of where she was on the fence and where Channing Tatum was on the fence of the slap. But either right. way, they were so far in disagreement with each other over the slap that they essentially kicked her off the film and brought in Selma Hayek, which <laughs> in Insane, bro. Now and, that could have just been the excuse they wanted because it wasn't going probably. well, anyways. I don't yeah, know. And and Jada Pinkett was really good in two. So oh yeah, she's great in two. But man, Hayek just she owns this movie. And she's so fucking That's good. A good call it. because I the first twenty minutes of this film is like I like that. I like the drama aspect of the first 20 minutes. Mm. Just wish we had a little bit more comedy involved in there. And really the comedy you get is from the daughter and the butler. There's yeah. really, and Channing Tatum's <laughs> kind of being Mike, but not as much as he was Mike in the first two films. So. And, and it, it works in this film because of where we pick up with him. Uh, but that being said, we're going to get into some, uh, ending stuff here before we run out of time so uh hey trav thanks for producing your show uh-huh catch trav on uh leveling up benjamin you banks me, you can also catch me watching what next week though oh what are we watching next week that's right we are going to be watching brie larson's directorial debut right am i right on that Yes, you are. You're Directorial correct. debut, The Unicorn Store, which you can watch only on the Netflix. So that we thank Trav and found out that what we're watching next week. We'd also like to thank Trav, yeah, Chad Ramsey for our most excellent Brad and Chad. Trav, and, and then Megan and J. Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscars Pod and on Facebook at the Oscars Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's a nice five star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. So, for Trav, normally Zach, and uh, the Sheila team, who <laughs> I love. And the Woman King is amazing. Absolutely uh, amazing. Like for you all, have a damn fine day.